Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer and just continue to remember uh, that everyone that is affected by the COVID, uh, remember our nation, our nation's leaders, and uh, pray for our neighbors, pray for each other. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to bow my head, dear God, and to call upon your name. And God, I just ask, Lord, that you would just move in a great and a mighty way in our nation, dear God, Lord, that you would just, God, just have your way and move, dear God, and just open their eyes and let them see, dear God, that that they need salvation, that they need guidance from you, and they need to listen to you, dear God, instead of trying to do everything their own way. And God, just be with each and every one that is affected by this COVID-19. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just be with each and every one of the uh, health care workers, dear God, in the nursing homes and those that goes from house to house and the assisted living, dear God, and the ones in the uh, hospital, the nurses, the CMAs, the doctors, and the janitors, and the receptionists, and all of those that the different types of specialists that are in the hospital. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just be with each and every one of them, dear God, and just touch them and protect them just, and keep them safe, dear God, and be with all the first responders, Lord, just move in their lives, dear God, just protect them, dear God, and just bless them, Lord. And God, I pray, Lord, that you just move right now, dear God, that you would just touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God, and just be with me, Lord, as I as I go out by way of bo- a podcast, God, and just give me the words that you would have me to say, dear Lord, that we may help someone in some way. Lord, I just thank you, and I praise you for everything. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen, amen. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 26, and we're going, we're going to be starting in verse 16. We've got four more verses in this chapter, but this is the covenant between God and Israel. And God is, uh, or Moses is telling the people, um, uh, retelling them about the uh covenant that the lord has with them and and what it what it is going what is going to be required of them to keep this covenant this day the lord thy god has commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart and with all thy soul thou hast avouched the lord this day to be thy God, and to walk in his ways, and to keep his statutes, and his commandments, and his judgments, and to hearken unto his voice. And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments, and to make thee high above all nations which he hath made in praise, and in name, and in honor, and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God as he has spoken. Now then, first thing I want to say, Christians, don't never say that you're worthless. Don't never say that you are not worth anything. 
because we are God's chosen people. If we are saved and we are on our way to heaven and we are following the Lord, we are somebody. We are, we are a peculiar people. And that peculiar does not mean strange or anything like that. It means unique. Set apart. We are a possession. We are God's possession. He has purchased us with his blood on Mount Calvary. We are his. When we give our heart and life to him, we are his. He is our brother. His father, our heavenly father, is our father. We are royalty. We are somebody. So don't never, ever say that you are worthless. Don't never, ever say that you are not worth anything to anybody because you are worth Jesus' life. He gave his life so that you may be somebody that he may call that God may call you his son or his daughter. So we are somebody. And God is telling or Moses is telling the people that when we we got to do these statutes and we got to keep the commandments and we've got to do them with all of our heart. We've got to put every fiber of our being into serving the Lord and following Him. We can't we can't play this thing. We can't uh, fake it till we make it. We have got to put every bit of our being, every bit of our love, every bit of our heart, every bit of our mind. We have to put that into living a Christian life, a Christ-like life. So now then, you want to know how Christ lived? Go over into the New Testament. If the Lord delays his coming long enough, we're, we'll, we, we will get there eventually, and we will be studying in, in exactly what Christ was like and what it means to be a Christian or Christ-like. And we need you need to take the time to go over in Matthew, and you need to read exactly uh, what it was like, what Jesus was like when he walked upon this earth. And then we need to pattern our life after him. And the, and the Lord hath avouched thee this day. That word avouched means to declare as a matter of fact or as a thing that can be proved to acknowledge to acknowledge something such as an act or in this scripture as someone as one's own so god so we the people has accepted jesus accepted god as their own now then the next verse says and the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people. God has acknowledged that you are his, and he has acknowledged that you are his chosen people, 
his set-apart people, his unique people, his position. We have given our heart and life to the Lord. We belong to him. We are his possession now. Now then we need to follow him. Now then we need to praise him. Now then we need to keep his statutes and his commandments and all the things that he has set down before us. We need to keep those things and we need to follow him and we need to do his will and we need to read his word and pray to him and talk to him daily and find out just exactly what he has in store for us. And to make thee high above all nations. What, what does God really think about you and I? If you are a child of God, he has set you on a pedestal. He has lifted you up above everybody else because you are his people and you are a unique people and he loves you very much. And he hath made, and he will make nations to praise and in thy name and in honor and thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God as he has spoken. You know, that, that's, that's some real, real high praise coming from the one who made this earth, the one that made this world and the stars and the heavens and everything. That's, that is very high praise. He looks upon us as his people, his possession, and he meets our needs and he he blesses us and he wants to use us and he wants to do so much for us, but we hinder him from working in our lives because of doubt, because of lust of the things of this world, because of we want to go to heaven, but we also want the things of this uh, the things of this world too. And we cannot partake of, of things of this world um, and go to heaven too. And it, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to come out from among the world and be a separated people. And we're going to be have to be different. We're going to have to be unique. We're going to have to be set apart. We're going to have to be different. If we want to help some of, someone else, make it to heaven, we're going to have to have something that will attract them to us to make them curious as to why that we are the way that we are, why that we're smiling all the time, why that nothing gets us down. We're going to have to be different and set apart if we want to witness to people. Because a lot of people are watching you. A lot of people are watching your life. Especially when you tell somebody that you are saved, that you are a child of God, that you are a Christian. They put you under a microscope and they look at everything that you do. And they judge you by everything that you do. 
And if you don't live a completely different life from what they do, they ask the question of what's the use? If they're going to heaven, I'm going to heaven. I, I have I, I have no worries. So be very careful of how you live your life to others. Chapter 27. Words of the law to be written on stone. And Moses can tell people, he said, now when it comes that you go into this land, this promised land, that uh, the Lord has given you, he said, I want you to make an altar. Uh, set you up an, uh, an, an altar with great stones and plaster and then, uh, plaster, then plaster over it with plaster. And then I want you to write upon them all the words of the law. When thou art passed over, that thou mayest go into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that floweth with milk and honey, as the Lord, thy, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee. He said, I want you to set, I want you to build this, this like an altar. And he said, I want you to build, build it really, really big. And I want you to take, and I want you to stack stones up, big stones. And he said, I don't want no, no type of tool to come into contact with these stones. He said, you don't change them in any way. You take the stone just the way that you found it in the ground and you take and you stack all these up and you make this, this pillar, this altar, and then you take plaster and you plaster over all these, all the sides of this thing and on the top of it, you cover it up real good with plaster. And then he said, I want you to take the time and I want you to sit and I want you to write all the law, all the words of this law. I want you to write it up on them so that you won't forget it. Another reminder that, that you won't forget it. You know, the Lord is doing everything that he can to remind the children of Israel exactly who he is and what he's done for them and remind them of the laws and the, and the statutes and everything that they have to follow so that he can bless them, so that he can give them the things that he wants to give them. He wants to bless them in so many ways. He wants... He wants their life to be blessed to where that their life is, is very simple. They don't never have to worry about anything. They, uh, they're going to have everything that they need, uh, clothing, uh, shelter, food, uh, everything that they need, they're going to have it. There's even going to be a place set up to where that they can go and they can, they can worship the Lord and they can go and they can have their feast and uh, the, they can do their uh, their sacrifices and their offerings upon the altar. And if it, it comes down to the point that they live so far away that the, the stuff would uh, ruin before they got there, that they can actually take the stuff and sell it and take that money and, and wrap it up in something in their hand and take it to the place where God has chosen for them to gather together in worship and buy what they need so that they can uh, have their sacrifices and their offerings and things like that. The Lord has made, has done everything he can to make it very, 
very easy and very simple for them to to do the things that they need to do to be uh, to be have their sins covered. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done the same thing for us. He has He has made it even simpler than their life was for us to be a child of God, for us to have our sins under the blood, for us to worship and <coughs> excuse me, we don't even have to. <clears throat> Excuse me. We don't even have to go to a place to be able to worship God. We can worship the Lord anywhere that we are. It doesn't matter whether we're at home, at work, in our car, in Walmart, or food or grocery store. It doesn't matter. Wherever we are at, we can worship the Lord, and we don't have to to go to a central place to do that. And He has uh, set up churches, buildings uh, all over the world. And we can go into these buildings and we can gather together with our brothers and sisters and, and we can worship and we can give that 10% that we owe him, uh, that we need to give back to him. He, we can give that 10% into that building so that that building and uh, the pastors and will be taken care of. He has made it so very simple for us, but yet we fail every day. There are people that are, they, they just absolutely will not go to church. They will not even talk about the Lord. They don't want to hear nothing about the Lord because they are living their life and they are happy with their life that they're living and they don't want to change. Pray for them. Pray for them very, I mean, get down earnestly and pray for these people. Because, listen, time is short, and the Lord is going to come after his people one of these days, and all those that are not ready, that, that, are, that does not have their, their garments spotless and their sins under the blood and, and ask God to forgive them of their sins, if, they don't, if none of them have that, they're not going to leave this earth. They're going to be left. But those of us who have their sins under the blood and their garments are pressed and they're spotless and we're watching and we're waiting and, and we're about the Father's business, those are, the, those are the ones of us that's going to go home. So we, we, need to, we really need to find out exactly what the Lord desires of us so that we may be able to make it into heaven. Because it, it, heaven is a real place, hell is a real place, and you're going to go to one or the other. There is no paradise in between, nothing like that. Nope, it's either heaven or hell, curse or blessing. It's, and it, that's all that there is. Verse number 9, And Moses and the priests, the Levite spake unto all Israel, saying, Take heed, and hearken, O Israel. This day thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God, and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Now then, Moses was talking back a chapter or two about how that when they got into the promised land they were going to have to follow 
the statutes, but follow the judgments, follow the commandments of the Lord to the letter. He told them it wasn't going to be like that it is now. You, uh, you know, you basically choose what you want to believe and, and what you want to follow, and and you know you you don't live completely by the laws and completely by the statutes. You have been, you have had to the point of uh, some uh, leniency on that because of all the traveling and because of of everything that was going on in the wilderness as you were uh, making it toward the promised land. But he said, now then, we are getting ready to go into the promised land. There is no more going to be living this way. You're going to have to follow these statutes to the letter. You're going to have to do just exactly as I say, and you're going to have to listen to what I say and not make your own way. It's going to be my way or no way. That's the way that it is today. The Lord, Bible, in one place, I can't remember now where it was at, but he, the Bible says at one point the Lord winked at this. In other words, he, he let it slide, but not anymore. He, when Jesus went to the cross and he bore our sins upon himself and he died upon that cross, for each and every one of us, things got real. Things got very real. And we have to abide by God's statutes, God's commandments, and God's rules, and God's judgments to the letter, or we won't make it into heaven. This is, this is some plain speak, plain teaching. But we need to understand exactly what's involved in us, our blessing, and our curse. Because there's going to be one or the other. You you can either have your blessing and curse here upon the earth, or you're going uh, you can you can be blessed and cursed upon this earth, and you can also be blessed or cursed after you leave this earth. So, you know, we need, we need to figure out just exactly who we're going to follow. And we need to follow either Satan or Jesus with every fiber of our being, with everything in us. We need to follow them because one or the other is going to be in control of our lives and one or the other is wherever they're at is where we're going to be. So now we, and, and you know, we remember uh, back a couple of sessions, the Lord told them, he said, you, you're, it's either a curse or a blessing. There's no in-between. And if you remember, they was uh, part of them was going to stand on one mountain and part of them was going to stand on the other mountain and they was going to recite the blessings and they was going to recite the curse. That's where we're at right now in uh, chapter 27 starting in verse 9 but we're going we're going to go with the curses first and Moses and Moses and the priest the Levite spake unto all Israel saying take heed and hearken O Israel this day thou art become the people 
of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command ye this day. And Moses charged the people the same day, saying, These shall stand upon the Mount Gizram to bless the people when you are come over Jordan. Simeon and Levi and Judah and Ishkar and Joseph and Benjamin. And these shall stand upon Mount Abel to curse Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, and Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levite shall speak and say unto all men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that walketh in maketh any graven or molten image an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and putteth it in a secret place, and all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Now then, Moses is telling them exactly the way this thing is going to happen when they get over in the promised land. He's picked out the six is going to stand on one mountain, and the six is going to stand on the other mountain. And the one on one mountain is going to declare the, the blessings. The one on the other mountain is going to declare the curse. After each one of the curses, and there's, there's 12 of them, after each one of those curses are shouted out, all the people, all the children of Israel are going to say amen. And I'm going to read those 12 to you. I read one. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother. And all the people shall say amen. Cursed be he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way. And all the people shall say amen. Cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and widow. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife, because he uncovereth his father's skirt. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with any manner of beast. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that smiteth his neighbor secretly. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person. And all the people shall say, Amen. Well, cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say amen. Now, that was 12 different curses that they spoke, and all the people had to agree to them. There's a lot of things in God's word today blessings and curse 
and we have to agree to them. We can't take out the ones that we don't like. We can't uh, say, well, I don't like this curse, so I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that out and I'm going to rewrite that. No, you can't do that. Because if you go over into the book of Revelations, you will find out that if you take anything out of this book, your name's going to be taken out of the book of life. In other words, you're not going to make, you're not going to make it into heaven. And if you add anything to this book, then all the, all the curses and everything of this book will be added unto you. All the plagues. So, you know, we have to take this word just exactly the way it is. And we have to do it. We have to live by it. This is our roadmap. This is our instruction booklet of how that we make it to heaven. And we have to do just exactly the way it says. You know, when when you have a set of instructions for putting together a, a bookcase or a, a baby bed or something like that, you have to follow those directions exactly. Men, I know, we like to try to figure out things ourselves and to uh, do without the instructions. You know, you take the instructions out of the box, and the first thing you do is throw them away, and, and you try to figure out everything yourself. It's not going to be that way. We have to read the instructions, and we have to follow the instructions to the letter, or we're not going to make it in. We can't, we can't say, well, this, this is not for the people of today. This was for the people back in Jesus' day. I don't have to do that anymore. No, that's not right. Jesus is the same today as he was when he walked upon this earth. We ha still have to follow the rules and the regulations just the same as the children of Israel did when they walked upon this earth. We cannot, we cannot take shortcuts. We cannot... Uh, figure well this doesn't apply to me for whatever reason uh, no everything in here applies to every person on this earth and every person on this earth that wants to make it to heaven is going to have to read this book and follow this book if they want to make it into heaven they're going to have to do it or you're not going to make it into heaven and there's no cutting the corners there's no going in by some other way. The door is, is, you have to go in by the door. The door is Jesus. You have to go through Jesus if you want to make it to heaven. And if you go through Jesus, there are rules and regulations and commandments and statutes and judgments that you will follow if you want to make it to heaven. And if you don't, don't worry about it. Don't read the book. Don't, you know, Follow Satan. Just follow him straight into the lake of fire that's going to burn forever and ever and ever. And if you think that this body, uh, one of these days you're going to die and this body's just going to turn to dust and that's all it's going to be, you're very badly mistaken, people. Because there is a heaven and there is a hell and we're going to end up in one of the other one of these days. And it's according to who is in control of our life as to where that we end up. And if you think that uh, that just because you don't read the Bible or you don't go to church and you haven't heard about all this Christianity and stuff and the way you're supposed to live and everything, that everything's all right and you're going to go to heaven anyway, you're dead wrong. 
you're dead wrong because you will not make it into heaven. You have to have the blood applied to your life, and there cannot be any sin in your life if you want to make it into heaven, and that's the bottom line. And there is, if you will read the instruction book, they will tell you things that you cannot do and still make it into heaven. There's, things, there's certain ways that you have to live in this world if you're going to make it to heaven, and we're going to have to live just exactly the way the instruction says or we're not going to make it in. Chapter 28. Promise of blessings for obedience. 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 Obey. To obey is better than sacrifice. To obey all the sacrifices that were that were uh, sacrificed before Jesus died upon the cross, one person obeying Jesus and and doing exactly what He tells them to do is worth more than all the sacrifices that was ever made. Obedience, the promise of blessings for obedience, and it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God." In other words, if you will take God's holy word, this instruction book, if you will take this and read this and follow this and do just exactly as it says, you will receive a crown one of these days. And he will bless you on this earth as well. He will bless you on this earth. Here's the blessings. Verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed be thou thy, thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. And the Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God hath given thee. The Lord shall establish shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. This is the blessings. Very, very simple. God will bless everything about you he will bless you he will bless 
your home. He will bless your land. He will bless your neighbors. He will bless your family. He will bless your animals. He will bless your job. He will bless everything that you do. But you have to keep the commandments. You have to live for him. You have to be willing to take some ridicule. You have to be willing to uh, to give up the world and everything in it. You have to be willing to give that up. Because let me tell you something. It's worth everything that this world has got to offer to live for Jesus. I mean, I'm talking about really living for Jesus. Not just lip service. Not just acting it out. Uh, uh, making like uh, you're doing, you're really a Christian and something like that. I'm talking about honestly living a Christian life, living, living the statutes, living the commandments, living the judgments, and not varying from the right hand to the left hand. You're you're dead set. You've got your blinders on. You're following Jesus and nothing else. No, it is not an easy thing to do. And you're not going to be the most popular person in the world doing it either. But the, you know the thing about it is, even though everybody else making fun of you and, and running you down and belittling you and, and when th times gets hard and they run, they walk off and leave you, the Lord is always right there and he will take care of you no matter what happens. But we have to put our faith, we have to put our trust in the Lord. We have to give him our heart and our life, and we have to follow him, and we have to keep his statutes. We have to keep his commandments. We have to do just exactly what he tells us to do. If we expect to get the blessings on this side or on the other side, either one. Because, let me tell you something. We may think the Lord is blessing us, but we really have no idea just exactly how bad the Lord wants to give us the things of heaven. He wants to give us um, everything in this life. He, uh, The fine houses, the big fine cars, the wardrobes, he wants to give this all to us. But, th but can he trust us with it? Are we happy with what we have now? You know, or are we we always wanting something bigger and something better, something nicer? We're always wanting something, something different. The Bible says be content with what you have. Be happy with where you are at. Be happy with what you have. But never, ever, be happier, content with where you are with the Lord. You always strive and always want to get closer to the Lord and to learn more of Him and learn more of His Word. Those, that's what we need to strive after more than anything in this world is seek after Him. Seek His knowledge. Seek His understanding. Seek the mind of Christ. That's what we need to be seeking after. All of these other things will be added unto us when we follow him and we give our turn our heart and life over to him and do his will. Verse 11, And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of the body, 
and in the fruit of the cattle, and in the fruit of the ground, and in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open un, unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Thou shalt lend to many nations, but thou shalt not borrow. You know, I, I've often wondered what it would be like to be, to have the blessings that the children of Israel did, even though they they were in the wilderness and they were walking around in the wilderness uh, and they were wandering around in circles in the wilderness and everything. God was blessing them uh, in so many different ways i just wonder if they they really understood how much that the lord was blessing them and how that the lord was blessing them you know i i've been to that point i have been to the point where that uh you know god was blessing me in every way that i turned and i didn't have enough sense to see the forest because the trees got in the way you know what i mean but he, he had blessed me in every way to be thought of. And now that I'm a little older and I'm a lot closer to the Lord, I can look back on my life, even when I was out in sin, even when I was not where I was supposed to be, the Lord was blessing me and the Lord was taking care of me. And, you know, I, I didn't have the sense to realize exactly what was going on. <coughs> But he blessed the children of Israel in every way. They never went without food. They never went without water. They never went without clothes. They never went without the necessities of life. Let me tell you something. I don't know what their tents were made out of at that at that time. But how many of us has, I mean, if we took a tent and put it up and lived in it 365 days a year for 40 years, how many of how many of those tents would be left at the end of forty years? Uh, say they was out in the in the desert. Uh, you know they had windstorms, they had rain, they probably had dust storms and and uh, debris flying around and and all. How many of those tents would have lasted? Uh, the I mean of the tents that we know the best tents that are made today. How many of those used every day? for 40 years would still be intact and still be just as good as it was the first time it was put up. Walked in the desert for 40 years with the same pair of shoes. If their shoes, if something happened to their shoes, which I'm, I'm pretty sure that probably didn't, but if they did, they had the, the way to fix more shoes. They had clothes. Their clothes never wore out. I mean, come on. Let's let's really really sit down and think about what went on, not with the people themselves, but with the things that they touched and the things that they used every day of their life and how that it was just as good when they left Egypt as it was 40 years later when they got to the promised land. You know, I, I I wear jeans 
blue jeans about all the time, and I guess mm, six, seven months maybe is about the best I can do on a pair of jeans, and they start getting thin, maybe a year, and they start getting thin. I can't imagine having the same pair of jeans for 40 years. That, that just don't seem possible. But yet that's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. I, I've said this I don't know how many times, and I believe this with all my heart. If, if I was in the position where that me or my wife, neither one, had any money coming in and we had to pay uh, $2,000 a month in bills and all we had was two pennies, I, I believe with all my heart that God could take those two pennies and pay every one of our bills for that month. I believe that with all my heart. God will increase. Let me tell you, he sat down on a mountain. Jesus sat down on a mountain. With 5,000 people, 500, 5,000, 5,000, sat down on a hillside with 5,000 people. He took two loaves, three fishes, and fed 5,000 people. Now think about that for a little while. Three loaves, two fishes, 5,000 people. He took the bread and he blessed it and he took the fish and he blessed it and he broke it and he fed the people and when they took the raiment, the, what remained up after everybody had eaten and was full, they took it up and there was 12 baskets left over out of one basket. Now you figure that one out. That's the God that I serve. You got a problem? Give it to God. He can take care of you. It doesn't matter what it is. It does, it does not matter. Nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible with God. I mean, God is no respecter of persons. The same thing that he done for the children of Israel, he will do for you and I today. He's the same God, same Lord that he was back then, as he is right now, he does not lie. He is no respecter of persons. He will do the same thing for them, and he will do for us. He will do for us the same thing that he done for them. I mean, it, it's, all, it's all written down in black and white in God's Word. We just have to take the time to study it. We just have to take the time to read it. We just have to take the time to ask God to show us exactly what we need to do you see the thing about the difference i guess the di biggest difference the one difference that i have picked out between the children of israel and us today is they didn't have all the uh, hospitals and the doctor's offices and the pharmacies and the walmarts and the food cities and and all these malls and all this stuff they didn't have all this stuff readily that they could they run out of milk or, or bread or cheese or whatever they could run run down to the local store and get it and and be back in in five or ten minutes they didn't have that stuff they had to depend on god for everything that they had every morning they had to go out and 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 gather up this manna that fell during the night so that they could have something to eat during the day 
Every night they had to do this. <laughs> we can't even get people to pray before they go to bed at night. We can't even get people to pray when they get up in the morning. And then we wonder why it is that God is not doing anything for us. Come on, people, wake up. It's time that we praise the Lord. It's time that we thank the Lord for what we've got. It's time that we, we be content with what we have got. It's time that we quit worrying because we don't live in the, in the best house it ever was. It's time that we quit worrying because we don't have a, a $1,000 suit that we a different one we can wear every day and, 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 a, and the most expensive car there is in the world to drive. We don't need those things. The one thing that we un, need to realize that we need more than anything in, in life is we need more of Jesus. We need more salvation. We need a closer walk with the Lord. We need more faith and, and more trust in the Lord. That's what we need more than anything. That will, that will go farther today than all the money in the world because God owns the money that's in the world. He owns all the world. He owns everything in the world, and he can give it to us at any time that he wants to but we have to got we have to get to the point to where that we can accept it and we can thank God for it and we can be happy with it and we can use those things for his glory not our glory so yes we need to read the instructions and we need to find out just exactly where that we are coming up short and why that we are coming up so short don't don't sit around and ask your pastor or your teachers or your best buddy or whatever. Go to the book. Read the book. Find out why it is that God is not blessing you any more than what he is. Find out why it is that you are not uh, happy and content with what you have. Read the book. Read the instructions. It will tell you. Most of us have just got enough salvation to make us miserable when we should be seeking after more of the Lord, we're seeking after more of the world. We're wanting uh, more of this world than we are of God. That's our one main concern is uh, people looking up to us and people uh, bragging on us and us having looking good and having the best of everything. Will you, let me, you, want, you want me to let you in on a little secret? I have the best of everything and his name is Jesus thank you all for listening until next time God bless you